أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه Rabbi şirah li sadri ve yassir li emri ve ahlul uqdatan min lisani yefqahu qavli. Esselamu aleykum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, today we will continue reading the 10th word and hopefully we will finish the 12th truth, which is the last truth. But before that, I wanted to mention something. Uh, the past six, seven, maybe eight uh, weeks or so, the translations or rough translations, not finalized publishable translations, but rough translations of the uh, parts that we have been reading are posted on the website www.reflections-rn.org in the relevant section of the website which would be under podcast and if we are reading the 10th word under 10th word if we are reading the reading something else wherever that might be uh, so for those who would prefer to have a text to follow as they listen to these podcasts that's a good opportunity you can go there and either have the screen on or print however you want to do that and have the text av available but i would also like to repeat that these are not finalized translations that are publishable these are rough translations and the only purpose of uh, them being posted there on the website is to assist with the understanding of these uh, reflections okay let's continue inshallah the 12th truth of the 10th word and of course those who are following this podcast will know by now that the 10th word is about the verity reality of life after death resurrection the hereafter with reward and punishment there with paradise and hell and Ustad Nursi provides in the third section of this treatise that we have been reading uh, and inshallah we, are, we will try to uh, finish soon Ustad Nursi provides rational arguments uh, that demonstrate the reality and verity of life after death based on empirical observation of the cosmos and how that is in agreement with the message of the Quran and the Prophet Each of these truths in the third section of the 10th word uh, begin with a formulaic expression that says this is the gate of something and it is the reflection of these names of God and we will do that here too when we say this is the gate of something that something refers to an observation in the cosmos we look around observe the world that we live in we uh, observe and witness and understand and infer uh, certain qualities attributes that must exist in relation to the one who has created it and is sustaining it and then we ask 
So the one who is who has created the world and is sustaining it in this way, God, what do we expect from him when we die, when we depart this world? And consistently we have been uh, coming up with the answer. We have been reaching the conclusion that life after death, the existence of a hereafter, resurrection and reward and punishment in the hereafter is what we expect from the one who has created this world the way he has created it and put us as human beings in it. So the 12th truth is about messengership and revelation. Bismillah. It says, Babu Risalet ve Tenzildir. Bismillahirrahmanirrahimin cilvesidir. This is the gate of messengership and revelation. It is the reflection of in the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And of, of course what comes to mind in relation to this is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all prophets but especially the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent as a mercy to the entire realm, to the worlds, to the realms. Him being the final messenger, the seal of messengership and the revelation that was given to him being the Quran and the Quran giving us the most detailed, most exact information about the hereafter, resurrection, life after death, the paradise and hell, reward and punishment and so on and so forth. Of course, this should relate to the, the names, the merciful, the mercy giver who is God. Hiç mümkün müdür ki bütün enbiya mucizelerine istinad ederek sözünü teyit ettikleri ve bütün evliya keşf ve kerametlerine istinad edip davasını tasdik ettikleri ve bütün asfiya tahkikatına istinad ederek hakkaniyetine şehadet ettikleri Resul-i Ekrem sallallahu aleyhi ve sellemin tahakkuk etmiş bin mucizatının kuvvetine istinad edip bütün kuvvetiyle hem kırk vecihle Mucize olan Kur'an-ı Hakim, binler ayat-ı kat'iyesine istinad ederek, bütün kat'iyetle açtıkları ahiret yolunu ve küşad ettikleri cennet kapısını, sinek kanadı kadar kuvveti bulunmayan vahi vehimler ne haddi var ki kapatabilsin? Is it at all possible? And of course this is another formulaic expression that is regularly used in these 12 truths of the 10th word. It, it says, is it at all possible? And then asks a question. And this is a rhetorical question. The answer is regularly, consistently. No, it is not possible. And that is a logical argumentation. We say this is not possible. It is impossible. And if it is impossible, the opposite of it is necessary. And the question always is, is it at all possible that God will not create the hereafter, will not give life after death to human beings. There will not be something after this uh, temporal and temporary existence that we live in and we consistently answer, no, that is not possible. That is not what we expect from the Lord that we observe has created and is sustaining this, this cosmos. So in this case, the question is going to be, is it at all possible that the messenger of God وسلم, and the Quran tells us that there will be life after death, there will be resurrection, the hereafter and so on and so forth and that will not be true. That That's not possible. 
Is it at all possible that empty delusional thoughts that have not even as much strength as a fly's wing shall close the path of the hereafter and the gates of paradise that the noble messenger whose words all prophets verify relying on their miracles, whose claim all saints affirm relying on their unveilings and saintly miracles, and to, to whose truthfulness all purified ones testify relying on their analyses of truth, has opened and paved together with the wisdomful Qur'an that is a miracle from 40 points of view and that relies on its thousands of conclusive signs in verses. What right do they have to do that? So let's try to understand this better again. It is a long sentence. Is it at all possible that something will counter the message of the Prophet ﷺ and the Qur'an, claim the opposite of what they have claimed, and it will have uh, it, it will have a right to do this and will be true, will be accurate in, in its claim. And what is that thing? It is empty delusional thoughts. That is empty delusional thoughts versus the Prophet and the Quran. And what kind of a prophet is that? It is a prophet whose words all prophets verify, relying on their miracles what is a miracle a miracle is the breaking of the norm that we observe in the cosmos let's say fire burns that is the norm whenever you touch fire whenever you put your hand in fire it burns that is the norm that is the norm that god has instituted in his creation and there's a wisdom to that we are, we are not going to go into the into the details of that for now when a prophet comes and says I am a prophet, God sent me. God breaks the norm before the audience that is evaluating, is this a prophet, is this not a prophet? God breaks the norm before the audience to affirm that this is a prophet. Imagine somebody comes to you saying, I am the messenger of the king. And you say, okay, what evidence do you have? He pulls out a phone dials the king and you know the voice of the king we know the one who created this realm and the it is only the one who has created this realm that can break the norm in it so that's how we know the creator well, or that is one way to know the creator for us so you know the voice of the king you ask the king is this your messenger and the king says yes it is my messenger or even better uh, the the king let's say every friday the king comes out on his way to the friday prayer and greets the audience and this friday the messenger tells you this i am the messenger of the king and in order to affirm this in order to in order to verify this to support my claim as he goes to the friday prayer and as he is greeting the audience today the king is not going to take his regular route but will take another route you know you know that the custom of the king is to take route a and this has happened the way it is you know all your life the king has never taken taken route b but the messenger says i am the king's messenger and the sign that he 
sent me is going to be that the king will take route B on his way to the Friday prayer this week. You go out, you are observing, and yes, the king takes route B. And this is not something that the messenger could have predicted. So, fire burns. Ibrahim salam was thrown into fire, but it did not burn. Water drowns, but Moses salam struck the sea with his staff, and the water parted apart, and he walked through with his people. So these are miracles. These are signs that God sent his messengers as messengers. And what that means is that the Creator is supporting their claim. And all messengers before the Prophet ﷺ, all prophets and messengers before the Prophet ﷺ, relying on their miracles, suggested the same idea about the hereafter. They may not have given as detailed information about it, but they all suggested the same idea about hereafter. And they all also said that there will come at the end of this institution of prophethood and messengerhood, a messenger who will be the seal of messengership and he will complete or this message will be complete with him. So they all affirm his message. What else? whose claim all saints affirm relying on their unveilings and saintly miracles. Saintly miracles are breaking of the norm, although they are very different from the prophetic miracles because they are not, uh, they, they are not given to them in order to support an argument of prophethood. Saints don't claim prophethood. If somebody claims prophethood and this person is not a real prophet, that will not be a miracle. In relation to that person but the saints are also given saintly miracles which indicates that there is something special going on about them and also their unveilings they say that they have access to uh, realms that are not within the visible regular realm that we are aware of now if this was one person two people three people perhaps there could be the, the possibility of a lie perhaps those two three people were all making something up but it is thousands and perhaps millions of people who are given access to that invisible realm and they are telling that based on what they witness in that invisible realm and based on the support that they receive from their lord in their saintly miracles they are telling us that this is the noble messenger and what he says is true what else and to whose truthfulness all purified ones asfia testify relying on their analyses of truth believers with pure hearts sincere hearts and intentions are all candidates of becoming asfia and what they do is they use their intellect and they open their heart and they receive this knowledge from god that this is the messenger and that is also reliable, one of, one of the reliable evidences that we have for the prophethood, messengerhood of the messenger of God, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So his claim to messengership is a firm claim. It is supported by so many evidences and supporters. In that case, what he says has to be taken seriously. He is a prophet. He is known to be trustworthy. He has never lied in his life. He has, he has, he has never um, 
broken a promise that he has made and he says something so that's a very strong claim from a very important and very reliable person and next what comes next this person is given the wisdom for quran now one way to go about this is that the prophet وسلم, is supported so well in his argument therefore whatever he brings should also be uh, accurate and reliable and truthful and so on and so forth and that is a correct way to think about this but more than that the quran itself is miracle the quran itself is miraculous and the miracles that it uh, demonstrates support both the prophet wasallam's prophethood and the quran's verity the, the the quran's claim to being the message of god the revelation of god the wisdomful quran that is a miracle from 40 points of view and that relies on its thousands of conclusive signs in verses so not only it is miraculous uh, Ustad Nursi uh, outlines 40 ways in which the Quran is miraculous in the 25th word not only it is miraculous but also its verses its arguments are sound arguments and that's a part of one aspect of its miraculousness but we don't have to rely on this breaking of the norm uh, indication in order to uh, gain information from the Quran its arguments are also sound the intellect accepts it when the Quran makes an argument the intellect accepts it so the Prophet وسلم, and the Quran these are the two most reliable sources of information that you can ever imagine let's look at this uh, the, the, this um, competition again delusional thoughts versus the prophet and god what right what right those delusional thoughts will have to contradict the prophet and god what is the foundation for their claim just i feel like that or i don't feel like that i don't feel like there will be life after death one delusional thought may say another delusional thought may say look what happens to uh, animals and living creatures when they die they 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 rot their body is disintegrate they even their bones powder up so how is god going to bring them back together and of course the quran immediately points out to us the the delusional uh, the delusional aspect of this thought by pointing out whoever created them at the first place from nothing will create them again he created them from nothing at the beginning now it is not even nothing there is a precedent for their existence and there might even be the, the material, the matter that made up their bodies that is disintegrated but still out there. Whoever created them from nothing at the first place will create them again. And look at the soundness, the, the strength of the argument that is being brought against this delusional argument that might suggest that there will not be life after death so the prophet وسلم, supported by all prophets all saints all purified ones and the quran with his miraculousness and sound arguments are both suggesting that there will be life after death 
So what right does anybody then? Anybody else? What right does anybody else have to counter this argument? Geçen hakikatlardan anlaşıldı ki haşir meselesi öyle rasih bir hakikattır ki küreyi arzı yerinden kaldıracak, kırıp atacak bir kuvvet o hakikati sarsamaz. Now here Stadnursi is transitioning from the 12 truths to a to a ceiling conclusion uh, so this paragraph can be considered both a part of the 12th truth because that's how it feels when we look at the content but also a transition to the conclusion of the 10th word it is understood from the previous truths so we went over 12 of them it is understood from the previous truths that the issue of resurrection is such a firm truth that not even a force that can lift up, smash and cast away the globe of the earth can shake that truth. And of course, these are metaphorical expressions. Imagine how big the earth is and how small we human beings are and any idea, any uh, force that is possibly imaginable to be out there to counter this truth this assertion about the existence of life after death is then smaller than the earth itself because we, we are human beings all these all such delusional ideas will come from human beings or perhaps the jinn and 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 satan and these are all small compared to the earth and here we are comparing uh, the earth's physical size to the human beings physical size but we are also thinking metaphorically a force that can lift up smash and cast away the globe of the earth that must be a big force but even that even that cannot shake not only disprove but cannot even shake the assertion that there is going to be life after death why Steiner said, it is understood from the previous truths. So this assertion is being made based on what we have been reading and reflecting upon for many weeks now. So it is not just a simple assertion that's hanging in the air. No, it is proven. Such a strong assertion is coming after the proof, the evidence, the demonstration is offered. Zira o hakikati Cenab-ı Hak bütün esma ve sıfatının iktizası ile tespit ediyor ve Resul-i Ekrem'i bütün mucizat ve berahini ile tasdik ediyor ve Kur'an-ı Hakim bütün hakaik ve ayatı ile onu ispat ediyor ve şu kainat bütün ayatı tekviniye ve şu unatı hakimanesi ile şehadet ediyor. Here Üstad Nursi is going to offer four important and truthful and strong witnesses that testify to the truthfulness of the, the, the assertion that there is life after death. What is that? What are, what are those four uh, witnesses? Because the sublime real is establishing that truth as called for by all of his names and attributes. Sublime real is God, Janab Haq. God is establishing that truth as called for by all his names and attributes. God's names and attributes and the way they manifest in the creation necessitate, call for life after death. And again, as we have 
uh, went went over uh, each of those 12 truths one by one we understood this this because each of those 12 truths were reflections of one or more than one names and attributes of god those names and attributes necessitate call for life after death second witness his noble messenger is affirming it with all of his miracles and demonstrative proofs the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying there is life after death third the wisdomful quran is proving it with all of its truths and signs in verses and we talked about this we just talked about this and four and this cosmos is testifying to it with all of its creational signs and wisdomful affairs and that is what we have been doing in the 10th word we have been looking around this cosmos looking around the signs of creation in it and witnessing the wisdomful affairs in it and inferring from what we have been seeing around in this cosmos that what is to come after this has to be the hereafter as described in the quran this cannot be the be all and all this has to have something coming after it this points to a bigger reality this is so perfect so wonderful so beautiful but it is so temporary and so much expense cannot have been made for this temporary this fleeting reality that we are witnessing and many other ways to to go about this again the 12 truths offered at least 12 if not more very different arguments in that case there are witnesses that point to the existence of life after death and again they are god himself his messenger the prophet as supported by all messengers and saints and purified ones the quran and the cosmos four four sources of sound knowledge each each asserting that there is life after death acaba hiç mümkün müdür ki haşir meselesinde vacibül vücud ile bütün mevcudat kafirler müstesna olarak ittifak etmiş olsun kıl kadar kuvveti olmayan şüpheler şeytani vesveseler o dağ gibi hakikati rasihai aliyeyi sarsın yerinden kaldırsın haşa ve kella in that case is it at all possible that the necessarily existent being that is god and all existent beings with the exception of disbelievers shall agree on the issue of resurrection yet doubts that have not as much as a hair's worth of strength and satanic obsessive thoughts shall shake and uproot that mountain-like firm and exalted truth all these witnesses that we mentioned from god to cosmos they have all agreed upon the existence of life after death then what is out there to counter what source of knowledge is out there to counter this firm argument all that can be brought against it or all that all argument that is coming against it is coming from doubts not assertions not verified knowledge not information not evidence but doubts and satanic obsessive thoughts and this source of information which is god his prophets his 
Quran and the cosmos versus that source of information, which is not a real source of information, which is doubts and satanic obsessive thoughts, does not compare. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. God forbid and never. They cannot counter. They cannot counter. Unless a person's uh, evil commanding soul gets in the way. Pride, fear, love of dunya, uh, just stupidity, sheer stupidity. In the, in the case of some of the uh, mushrikun, the, the disbelievers of or idol worshippers of uh, Mecca who countered the Prophet wasallam, love of one's ancestors and this uh, foolish, unfounded desire to follow on their way. So this kind of stuff may come in the way and people may deny the existence of the, the, the hereafter, but not sound knowledge, not sound evidence. This is about rational thinking. This is about reason. This is about evidence. This is what makes sense. Sakın zannetme. Delaili haşriye bahsettiğimiz 12 hakikata münhasırdır. Beware of assuming. Don't even think. Don't even assume that the proofs for uh, of resurrection are limited to these 12 truths that we have mentioned. Be careful. We have mentioned 12 truths and they are powerful. They are really strong. They 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 should re they really made a firm claim and assertion, but don't even think that this is all about it. Don't assume that the proofs of resurrection are limited to these 12 truths that we have mentioned. Hayır, belki yalnız Kur'an-ı Hakim Geçen şu 12 hakikatlere bize ders verdiği gibi daha binler vücuha işaret edip her bir vecih kavi bir emaredir ki Halikimiz bizi bu dar faniden bir dar bakiye nakledecektir. No. Don't think don't think that this is all. In fact, the wisdomful Quran itself as it has instructed us in these 12 truths points to yet thousands more aspects of the matter. And each aspect is a strong evidence that our Creator will transfer us from this transient abode to an everlasting abode. Hem sakın zannetme ki haşri iktiza eden esma-ilahiye bahsettiğimiz gibi yalnız Hakim, Kerim, Rahim, Adil, Hafiz isimlerine münhasırdır. Hayır, belki kainatın tedbirinde tecelli eden bütün esma-ilahiye ahireti iktiza eder, belki istilzam eder. Also, beware of assuming that the divine names that call for the resurrection are limited only to the names, the wise, the munificent, the mercy giver, the just, and the preserver, and other names that we have mentioned in the 10th word, that we have mentioned. No, in fact, all divine names that are manifest in the administration of the cosmos call for the hereafter. In fact, they require it. And one way to think about this is each and every one of those names and attributes point to boundless power and capacity. They are manifest in the creation, but the creation as we observe it is temporal, temporary, and limited. Since those names are boundless in their capacity, they call for continual mirrors 
to reflect on. They call for continual lock loci of appearance. Therefore, they call for and require life after death. They call for a seat of power where God's power, majesty, beauty, and perfection will be established and will be manifest in its in its true majesty, beauty, and perfection. As different from what this limited universe that we observe can manifest. Hem zannetmeki haşre dalalet eden kainatın ayatı tekviniyesi şu geçen bahsettiğimize münhasırdır. Now we said, don't think that the Quran's verses and signs are limited to what we mentioned here. Don't think that, don't assume that the names that point to and call for and require life after death and the existence of the hereafter are limited to those that we have mentioned. Now we will turn to the, the cosmos. Also do not assume that the creational signs of the cosmos that indicate the resurrection are limited to what we have mentioned here. Hayır, belki ekster mevcudatta sağa sola açılır perdeler gibi vecih ve keyfiyetleri vardır ki bir veçi saniye şehadet ettiği gibi diğer veçi de haşre işaret eder. No, in fact most existent beings have aspects and qualities that are like curtains that open to the left and the right. As one side bears witness to the artful maker, the other side points to resurrection. If you imagine each sign in the creation, each thing that you can witness and think about, let's take a tree. You can imagine each one of those uh, perhaps like a uh, a vehicle that you can get in and you travel through reality with it. It is. It becomes a vehicle to take you on a tour in reality and it shows you, it takes you to places where you can witness various aspects of reality. And that vehicle has two windows on two sides that are covered with two curtains. If you if you apply the code to it, if you know how to open those curtains, when you open the curtain on one side, you see the the signs, the evidence, the proof, the demonstrations of the existence of one artful maker, and on the other side, you see demonstrations of resurrection. So it is such a strong, such a central and important aspect of, of this reality, this truth, this religion. Mesela, insanın ahseni takvimdeki hüsnü masnu uyiyeti, saniye gösterdiği gibi, o ahseni takvimdeki kabiliyeti camiasıyla kısa bir zamanda zeval bulması haşrı gösterir. So, one example. That man is created beautifully in the best of forms, shows the artful maker, human beings. Human beings are created in such a form, such beautiful, such harmonious, such complex, complicated, yet functioning in such a, a perfect manner. This cannot be without a maker. We don't assume that a single pin can somehow come into existence without a maker. We don't assume that the cell phones that we use can possibly have come into existence without a maker. It is so complex. There are so many different pieces that work simultaneously together and support one another and 
put in such a small space it certainly indicates that somebody designed this somebody put this together somebody gave it power to work somebody thought of it so it cannot be that the cell phone that we are using or even a pin not even a speck of dust we don't assume that it may have come into existence without a maker how can we assume that the best of creation that's the prophet but along the prophet all humans best best species in the creation how can we assume that that came into existence without an artful maker so for example that man is created beautifully in the best of forms shows the artful maker so one on one side we open the curtain and we saw the artful maker and that he disappears in a brief time along with his comprehensive capabilities in that best of forms shows the resurrection so it is created so perfect so capable of doing so many things and it its entire existence is a mirror to the artful maker we already granted that the artful maker exists and the human being being the best being created in the best of forms is a mirror to all the attributes all the names uh, of the artful maker but it comes to this world and disappears would that make sense does anybody make a you know cell phone just to show see i have a cell phone maybe perhaps make one call and destroy it or does anybody buy a cell phone to make one call and destroy it 600 700 dollars does anybody pay that much make that much expense in order just to destroy i mean not anybody who has sense there might be people out there who don't have sense who may be trying to prove something nonsensical but anybody who has sense would do that no why why, why should the artful maker do it why should the artful maker create this entire cosmos and what is beyond it that we cannot see why should the, why should the artful maker create a human being in such perfect form and just destroy it doesn't make sense the capacities capabilities that the human being is given are for eternal life and it is an indication of the existence of eternal life bazı kere bir vecihle iki nazarla bakılsa hem sani hem haşri gösterir now we said if we look from two points of view it's on one side it's it shows the artful maker on the other side it shows resurrection and Stadnursi is going beyond that and saying sometimes if one side is viewed from two points of view it shows both the artful maker and this and the resurrection mesela ekser eşyada görünen hikmetin tanzimi inayetin tezini adaletin tevzini ve rahmetin taltifi Nasıl ki mahiyetlerine bakılsa bir saniyi bir saniyi hakim, kerim, adil, rahimin desti kudretinden çıktığını gösterirler. Onun gibi bunların kuvveti ve hadsizlikleriyle beraber şunların mazharları olan şu fani mevcudatın ehemmiyetsiz ve az yaşamasına bakılsa ahiret görünür. And for example, as the ordering of wisdoms, the adornment of solicitude, the fair measurement of justice, and the bestowal of, bestowal of mercy show 
we went over most of these especially in the tenth truth as they show if their quiddities are viewed quiddity meaning what they are if you look at what they are their essence nature if their quiddities are viewed that they are coming from the hand of power of a munificent just and mercy giving all wise artful maker will be seen that will be clear it is shown by uh, the the ordering of wisdoms the adornment of solicitude the fair measurement of justice and the bestowal of mercy in them Th these qualities that we witness on them show that they are coming from uh, the hand of power of a munificent just and mercy giving all wise artful maker and likewise if one looks at how together with the strength and boundlessness of these these here referring to munificent just mercy giving all wise artful maker the how strong these attributes names are and together with the strength and boundlessness boundlessness of these those transient existent beings that are their loci of appearance live so little and insignificantly when we think about this the names that are effective in the creation sustenance of existent beings are so boundless but we look at the mirrors that are reflecting them they are so transient when we make this comparison and we try to compute this in our minds it becomes clear that there will be life after death there will be an afterlife the hereafter becomes visible in that comparison the hereafter becomes visible demek ki her şey lisan hal ile amentu billahi ve bil yevmil ahir okuyor ve okutturuyor in that case everything is reciting i believe in god and the last day not only human beings are taught to do so by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and by other prophets before him no everything is reciting i believe in god and the last day with the tongue of their states and this is the end of the 12th and last truth of the 10th word alhamdulillah we came this far inshallah in the next episode we will continue reading the concluding seal Khatime is the word that Ustad Nursi uses here. A literal translation would be uh, seal, the conclusion, concluding remarks of the tenth word. And from there on, uh, instead of continuing with the addendum uh, that was written later on, not at the same time that the treatise was written, but later on and then added to the end of the tenth word, instead of reading that addendum, I would like to move on to the eleventh word and read between the 11th word and the addendum uh, alternatingly inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum anil hamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha